We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Derek Carr is out. Derek Henry, doubtful. Austin Eckler, didn't practice. A lot to chew on here on Championship Week. We're going to talk with a potential champion, good friend of ours, friend of the podcast, Vlad Siller from FTN Fantasy, coming up on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. It's championship week, and there's a lot to chew on this week. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Vlad Settler. Our podcast is brought to you by No House Advantage. Vlad, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Always good to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's nice to talk to you and see you in person here before uh, before the, the end of the year. It just flew by so fast. Not not only 2020 itself, but uh, the fantasy football season just, whoop, there we are. Almost done. I know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And uh, you know, here we are. Hey, so I, I look up in the standings, and I have to look up uh, as you're ahead of me. Uh, but you're doing well in the primetime. We both have an iron in the fire in the mm-hmm. uh, primetime overall. Uh, having won our, our league, now it's a chance to win some money in the uh, overall contest. Good friend Chris Liss is up there. Your, yep. Our buddy uh, Nelson Souza is up there. Mm-hmm. A lot of familiar names. Chad Schrader with his 7,000 teams. He's got like 6,900 of them in there, so uh, uh-huh. he's so good at it. Uh, but it's, it's fun to have a sweat uh and be able to track things down how what who is uh the who are the key players on your squad there so uh yeah so right now i'm sitting there 29th overall in the uh the the prime time so um it is you know basically about 10 points out of cashing so the the contest pays top 22 uh for the overall i think 22nd gets a thousand bucks obviously first place gets 250 grand which would be phenomenal i know uh, you know um colleague nelson Souza is there in first uh chris liss is right there jody ryan even all, all these guys are yeah gals are up there um and uh yeah i mean really it just comes down to what we can get done this final week you can score you know 180 200 plus points um should be good for you know for the cashing you just want everything to hit all at once um this is a team that i was not too fond of when i drafted it it's something oh, yeah? about it just it kind of felt weird this was a a Josh Allen team with a Travis Kelsey slipping to the third round. And of course, as you know, it's a third round reversal. It was right on the right on the edge. I think it was like pick 27 or something, but it was one of his max picks. Uh, but what ended up happening is this team uh, punted receiver. So I waited on the receivers 
kind of got my late round targets. Didn't feel great about that team going into the draft, but those guys were Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, and Robert Woods. So three of the four are uh, have been working out so far. Yeah, and now they all have a little bit of a tinge of uncertainty attached to them too. But you, you, it's kind of cool for you that you you know you have a path that is un, less traveled. Mm-hmm. So if it hits, it's not going to be hitting with everybody else at the same time. Yeah, I mean, the closest that I've gotten to taking down an overall, it was, I think, 2017 or 2018. I forgot the year, but it was the year that Adam Thielen had that big, uh, massive, you know, three touchdown, 50-point outing in uh, in the championship week back then. I think it was week 16. Uh, mm-hmm. But I sat him, and he was relatively unknown at the time. He had a nice little string of games, but sure. I sat him in my flex for Deshaun Jackson, and that was the big decision. I ended up fourth overall, would have easily won you know, oh, no. 150 grand at the time. So I always remember that, but this was a very unique build as well. It was the year after zero running back was super popular. So everybody was taking the receivers early. I remember I pounded like uh, David Johnson, Lev Bell, mm-hmm. and then Melvin Gordon's big year. So I had my two running back spots and flex filled in all season long. Then had T Y Hilton. He was the wide receiver one that year, I believe. So just everything just kind of worked out. I didn't have to do much other than that last week where I could have used a little Thielen. Yeah, so you're drafting 10 this year on that team if you did 27. That means, did you go like, what, Barkley in the first round? Who did you get there? at? at did you go a couple of backs in the first two picks? Yeah, I did. I went uh, Barkley and uh, DeAndre Swift. So this oh, would be okay. a good time for uh, to, you know, to Swift, to, well, or Swift to strike quickly. I know Jamal Williams didn't show up on the injury report uh, today, but there's a possibility he plays less than he has lately. So that might work out for you. And you know you love this matchup against the Bears. So that could be pretty fun. Yeah, and also I, I believe Swift played them, uh, basically had the most snaps or touches. I forgot what it was exactly most since week one. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously Jamal Williams st- still leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Uh, they'll probably want to get him there and make sure he gets there. But uh, DeAndre Swift, I'm, I'm hoping this is the week. I mean, it doesn't matter what he's done all season. If he can pay off when I really need him here in the championship, right. that'll be static, ecstatic. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, a lot of tough calls this week. Uh, quarterback news. Big news coming out of Vegas. Derek Carr is going to be shut down for the last two games. Third string, he's going to be a healthy scratch. I think he's even like leaving Vegas. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't even think he's going to be like around the team. Pretty much he's going to be he's going to be gone. So if you've got Devontae Adams, you know, now that you have Jarrett Stidham throwing him passes there, you know, I don't know if Adams is a Stidham with Stidham, but – you know, yes, I did do that on purpose. But uh, well, well, I was going to ask you if if he was leaving Las Vegas with Elizabeth Shue, so we would have been even. Yeah, so. yes, exactly. And I appreciate the effort. I, you know, I'm a big, I'm a a practitioner and fan. Uh, so, but I mean, it's there's a lot of chaos at quarterback. You know, the last mm-hmm. three weeks, there's been like all this transition. This week, no Lamar in practice today. Mm-hmm. Raiders shutting down Carr. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback, uh, you know, you know, for uh, we don't know if Jalen Hurst is going to play. He was a DNP at the walkthrough mm-hmm. today. Probably won't play is my guess. I don't think Lamar plays. Uh, you know, you go down, you know, we don't, Tua's not going to play. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. I have Tyreek Hill on my primetime team. I'm not going to do anything. It's not actionable for me. Mm-hmm. As I, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is at least a cromulent backup. So, uh, but Adams was Stidham. I mean, that's scary. Although Adams has had some bad games with Carr too. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Jared Sinem, it's it, it ends up being his first career start. So yeah. uh, he'll obviously be pumped up for it. I'm sure a little scared, a little excited. Uh, but I'm I'm thinking 
Um, if you are Jared Sinem, like what better way to kind of give yourself the best chance to at least, you know, basically have a good outing than to focus on the guy that's most likely going to get open, uh, you know, more than others and make you look good. And that's really Devonte Adams. He's really the guy that you can trust most. So I would assume that Stidham will probably try to get locked in uh, on him. I don't think the matchup is necessarily all that horrible. Uh, obviously, I don't think Stidham is somebody we're playing outside of maybe, you know, three, uh, th- double super flex or something like that. <laughs> right. But, Especially uh, in a championship game. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole car thing is just so strange. I mean, it's not strange. It's, it's very straightforward. It, it, it's clear. We're already kind of dealing with a yeah somewhat shady organization that is, um, you know, uh, they're doing this for, for financial reasons, obviously, as, as far as I'm understanding it. So, it, yeah. And I can interject there. So the deal is if he gets hurt in one of these last two games, his options for 2023 and 2024 kick in automatically. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they, they, it, I think this is, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with what the Raiders are doing. Um, I, I think they have to have preserved their self, preserve the options there. Mm-hmm. They can't let him get hurt uh, these last two weeks. It's just, it's, it's a massive deal. They need to have that ability to make that decision. I think yep. they've made that decision, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because then you get to speculate, okay, where does Derek Carr land, land after that there? Does he land in, in New York? Does he land in Indy? Mm-hmm. The latest veteran quarterback to go to Indy and they can recycle him. I mean, There'll be a market for him. I mean, if there's a market for Matt Ryan, if there's a market for Carson Wentz, there's a market for Derek Carr, but uh, he'll land somewhere. But it, it's it's kind of he's on that cycle now. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, everything that I've been seeing on Twitter today, where the you know, it, it's where do people want him to go? They want him to go to the New York Jets. Um, you know, Indy probably is going to you know spend a, 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 a work in the draft to, to to get a quarterback. I think mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're right on Carr and. It's really interesting how he's been kind of a a decent game manager over the last few years. I mean, I think uh, what was it two seasons ago he was you know had some of the low uh, basically one of the lowest uh, interception totals in the league. He had a high completion percentage and he was decent. He was never like a top fifteen guy, but always kind of on the border uh, in fantasy and was occasionally startable. And obviously expecting Dave, him and Devonte Adams to rekindle that connection they had at Fresno State uh, would have been nice. We obviously had some big games. Adams ends up a top four top three wide receiver on the season anyways. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now leading the league in interceptions and just, man, it, it's been a, it's been really silly what's been going on there. And, and then, of course, let's, I mean, can't even talk about the the best ball stuff that's going on with Josh Jacobs um, kind of losing it right when you really need him. And I know. The most forgotten about running back uh, who was basically dropped 20, 30 spots back in draft season, Cam Akers, was the guy that you needed now down the stretch. It's crazy how this all works. It's so wild. I mean, they were like a scintilla away from thinking about cutting him. You know, they're trying Mm -hmm. to trade him at the deadline, couldn't find any offers. They were just burying him. Like you you saw like, you know, the way they were talking about him was awful. And now here he is scoring three times against the Broncos who took on a full, like, Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm here in LA for Christmas. I don't want to be here mentality. It was pretty clear. Uh, So it was wild to see that there. Uh, I, my primetime team has Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. In fact, I don't think he's going to be able to play. I wish I would have uh, backed up, backed him up with Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew. Instead, my only other uh, pivot is Trevor Lawrence, who isn't bad, mind mm-hmm. you. Um, and he got me that rushing touchdown last week against the Jets. So it, it had at least a salvageable performance. But man. Who, who's your backup? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. So you have Lawrence. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's solid. 
Yeah. Although it's kind of scary. He actually didn't practice today, mm -hmm. but that's been what he's been doing uh, with the toe. That's been kind of an ongoing thing. Doug Peterson has already said, though, that Jacksonville's going to play to win. He's not thinking of benching anybody. So I, I was happy to see that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, having no quarterback would really suck for the last round of the primetime playoffs. I actually, you know, it's funny. I caught a team uh, at the wrong time. So I have a team with Jalen Hurts and Mike White as my only quarterback. So last week I was praying Mike White was going to play. He got, uh, it, he was ruled inactive early that he wasn't going to play. Right. So I went into the week with no quarterbacks and I'm in a runoff playoff in NFFC against somebody. And I actually have a 30 point lead somehow. Um, nice. Just caught the other person on a bad week. Had a little TJ Hawkinson magic, uh, you know, Dante Foreman, a couple other things happened, but now getting Mike White back because I don't think we're going to get Jalen Hurts. Um, hopefully he steps up and has a good game. Yeah, uh, I like it a lot. And yeah, I, I don't think Hurts plays, but uh, Gardner Minshew, Mike White, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, those are your options to pick up this week. Who are you rolling mm -hmm. with? Uh, so we've got Gardner Minshew and the, uh, facing the saints, right? Yep. yep. Uh, the saints Bridgewater and... against the Pats and mm -hmm. Mike White against the Seahawks. Yeah. I like the, I like the Mike White matchup the best. I think, um, a big part of that game actually, um, going over the, the projected total Seattle and, and the New York Jets would be the, the Tyler Lockett coming back. I mean, we saw how dead that offense was in the water. Sure. Easy to read where the ball was going to DK Metcalf. You got Kenneth Walker wasn't hundred percent healthy. Um, but so I think if Tyler Lockett is back, kind of give a little boost to that offense, um, get no uh, font out there full time because Will Disley's now on IR. Um, that'll really help that game uh, come close to potentially shooting out. So Mike White is my, favor to the three uh teddy bridgewater obviously you know, kind of known as a game manager new england is not necessarily the best best matchup so um not necessarily a fan there and then in philly you kind of got uh you know uh, six point favorites the weather you're gonna have some rain there Minshew had that big game last week i, I mm -hmm. think he kind of falls back a little bit i'm not necessarily a huge fan of him um, although the matchup is nice secondary for the saints has been uh, ravaged it all season some of the worst cornerbacks in the league so um, it's not a bad matchup per se no it's not it isn't so i mean i think these are all pretty good options if you're smart enough to have jared goff i mean i love that this week home game mm -hmm. against the bears you know mm -hmm. indoor jared goff is always a th is a theme it's a mm -hmm. uh you know it's, it's a rallying cry almost uh that's the highest total i think for the week uh bears yeah. and the lions and i think both teams move the ball in that one yeah, this is a game that was um, when when Fields was during the height of his, uh, you know, just smashing absolutely every week, hundred plus yards, and then he kind of set that um, in game record for quarterbacks. I looked ahead. I'm like, oh, Detroit, Chicago. Let me see how many players I have from that game and or from those teams in Week 17 because that should end up being a good game, or so we thought mid season. Uh, now you got Justin Fields. I think he's working with. He's playing basically with a shoulder injury. They're not going to shut him yeah. down until you know season's over. He'll keep running. They have no wideouts right i mean it, it, it's so dreadful they even lost their like third or fourth string at Quinania st brown you know yeah no claypool no mooney it's that bad so um, i don't know how close of a game it'll be yeah i i expect i think the lions will move the ball at will i know the bears have gotten a little bit better defensively but uh since they traded away roquan smith since they traded away uh uh the lineman that went uh sorry yeah. and i'm you know I, i'm just don't get old dude you, you start forgetting things, uh, but you know, they, they trade Robert Quinn. Excuse, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was just driving me crazy. Uh, you trade 
trade those players away. And they immediately after that, they were getting thrashed. Now it's a, they've at least normalized a little bit, but uh, still, I, there's a reason why they're the, uh, they're, they're, that's the highest total for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the last quarterback I want to bring up is Aaron Rodgers. Been thoroughly mediocre all year. I mean, rarely does he light it up, but this week, Minnesota, mm-hmm. he gets them at home and Minnesota's DBs are just terrible. You can, you can hit deep balls against them. Can Rodgers hit those deep balls, especially if uh, we don't have a full-fledged Watson this week? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I was I played him on you know three-game DFS late, and uh, I looked at his game logs. I'm like, the guy hasn't even thrown for over 300 yards in a game this season. It's, it's no. truly unbelievable. You lose Adams. You kind of lose all that. He seems like really kind of unmotivated, um, unconnected with his team, and uh, yeah, but this is the matchup, right? This would have to be the mm-hmm. play. Um, I have a, another playoff team going where my options are him or Geno Smith. And I know Aaron Rodgers is dinged up a little bit. I think he's got a couple issues that, uh, either was limited or mispractice, um, you know, today as we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, but I, but still, I mean, Minnesota is giving up the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks and wide receiver, you know, right. co- combined, uh, and most explosive plays, uh, to, to wideouts. I mean, it's a, is as good of a matchup as it gets. And and I don't why are why, why is Green Bay favored, by the way? That's weird. No? I think they should be. I said yeah. I so we do this thing called guess the lines where I try to, you know, before I look yeah. at the lines, I set my own line. And I set it at three. I set it mm-hmm. as Packers minus three. At home. I the Vikings, I mean they they win, they know how to win close games. And there's there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Uh but the, I mean their defense is really truly Yep. that bad i think they're what 30th in dvoa i mean they're they're really bad yep, yep. um packers have something to play for the vikings i mean they in theory they have a chance at the, the one seed but not really no um i guess i guess they have a one game lead over the the niners and i guess that that's pretty important they'd rather play mm-hmm. that game at home than in san francisco when they get to the semifinals if they get that far uh so i guess they have some they have plenty to play for and they i'm sure Eliminating the Packers would be a nice little cherry on top yeah. too. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. I mean, just kind of, I I understand. Yeah, they're at home and everything. Yeah, I don't I I, I don't see the Vikings not covering. You know, fa- famous last words. It's it's been you know it's a, this is a good good matchup. But uh, yeah, I think Vikings cover that game. All right, very good. Uh, our no, our podcasts are always hosted on the Blue Wire Network. We thank them for that. Here's one of their ads. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right. Thank you for your indulgence there. Uh, we always uh, we've been happy to be on the Blue Wire Network all uh, football season long. I'm with Vlad Settler from FTN Fantasy. You can follow him at Roto Gut. Used to call it Roto Goot, but it's Roto Gut on Twitter. Vlad, uh, let's talk running backs. We got to start off the top here. Derrick Henry listed as doubtful with game doesn't matter itis. Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be the case. Uh, and we, it's a Thursday game, no less. And a real shame for folks that are in the playoffs, especially you know, obviously in, in all high stakes regular home leagues, no matter what. I mean, Derrick Henry is your horse. Um, interesting things where in leagues where uh, you can just pick players up off waivers uh, willy-nilly. Obviously, Hassan Haskins is, is a guy that people are, are picking up. I actually grabbed him on a team where I may not necessarily want to uh, to play Latavius Murray, for example, who now seems to be in a timeshare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have Henry, you got to pick him up. If you don't have Henry, you may want to block somebody that's going to try to pick up Haskins, either whether you start him or not. Those are the rules. I for think sure. is, But I think only if you are in like the championship game. I, I think it's a weird move. I, I don't know if you want to even go down this path, but if you're like out of contention, uh, you should probably not be making wave moves right now. Oh, 100% agree. I mean, the yeah. only exception to that be it would be like the Riddle Wire Stake League where we have yeah. a, the stake bet, which goes through week week 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you have to kind of keep buffering your roster. Yeah. I'm all about blocking the opponent. I'm not about picking up and then dropping so that they're locked yeah. for the rest of the week. Yeah. I think... You you if you are going to block an opponent, you have to at least keep the player on your roster for the rest of the week. I think that that's my rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I, that that's the way I think you should ha- handle it. Now Haskins, he was only on in passing downs. Is there a possibility that Julius Ches- Chestnut sure. might also be the main guy? Absolutely, very very possible. Who knows what Tennessee is yeah. going to do? Uh, not to mention, uh, I I mean I don't really foresee them um basically working with any sort of lead so they may not right. end up be trying to establish it anyways and if haskins is is going to be getting some uh, passing down work then that's a perfect opportunity for him plus he got a running quarterback there anyways with malik willis so mm-hmm. uh, but it's true i mean tennessee only thing they really have go- going for them good right now is is their defense uh eventually traylon burks and uh, a kongu uh, are going to be f- phenomenal they already are so far this year from what i've seen uh, but yeah, I think they'll probably get trampled by by the Cowboys. I think so too. And if they're willing to shut down Henry, they may be willing to shut down key defensive players too, like mm-hmm. Simmons or any anybody else like that too. So you know, because once because once you go down that path, you just might as well go down it fully. Uh, there's uh, on the other side of that game, Tony Pollard. He's not certain to play this week, and even if he plays, he may be you know, like on a snap count of some mm-hmm. sort. He's got a thigh issue; is unable to practice this week. Uh, he's going to try to warm up uh, tomorrow before the game, but 
you, you know, a lot of Tony Pollard uh, managers out there in championship games. This is a pretty big blow. I think you might even see more Tony Pollard owners out there than you see Derrick Henry, especially when you yeah. consider acquisition costs. Yeah, he's he's become my like favorite running back in the league. Like he just kind of timed him really well this season in, in, in DFS. Didn't get enough shares in, in season long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, just always you know, Zeke lurking there. And Zeke scores a touchdown every game as well. So um, if I were Dallas, man, there's there's really no reason to run Pollard out there. So she's dealing with thigh injury. You need him. He's essentially the most explosive back in the league. You want him healthy down, you know, for for the playoffs, right? So, um, wait, they're getting in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So so, yeah, yep, they're uh, already locked in. Yeah. So don't play don't don't uh, don't play Pollard if you don't need to. Just let Zeke yeah. run the ball a little bit. Let Malik Davis run it a little bit. Don't 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 play Pollard, which would suck for fantasy owners yeah exactly and you know the thing is there's still an outside chance they win the division it's very outside i mean the eagles all have to do is win one game and they clinch everything but until then you know you know there's that scintilla of a chance otherwise they're locked into the five seed they're Mm -hmm. locked into playing either tom brady or carolina or that's two percent chance in new orleans but uh it's not gonna be more i'd be stunned if it's new orleans uh but uh nonetheless uh the, you know, we pretty much know where they're going to be. So yeah, they, they could be shutting guys down in the second half too, which makes when you're picking that game against the spread, it makes it a little extra challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about a couple other uh, guys. So we mentioned the, the Raiders news with car, but what about in the context of what that does to Josh Jacobs? Is there a chance that they might say, okay, Josh Jacobs is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Maybe we play, see what we have in Zamir white a little bit more. Man, that would be uh, that would be be extra tilting. The I think yeah, the problem, yeah. I think the issue is though. I mean, uh, every league dependent, of course, but maybe a lot of teams that ha- were riding Jacobs into the semifinals um, ended up getting knocked out because he had you know the bad game or yeah, maybe they're true. not there. Um, so maybe the advance rate for for those teams aren't really there, so it may not matter. But of course, there are teams out there that have Josh Jacobs and they need him to go. Uh, but that's a really good idea. That's a really good thought. I like that. Uh, Samir White got to see what you know what the kid has he's got like what like a few carries on the season I know it's been all Jacobs too that's the other thing Mm -hmm. I mean they they haven't you know it's so weird how that story turned like oh he's playing the Hall of Fame game he's the only starter he might be a cut (laughs) or he might take every single carry for them but uh one of the two it's weird and it's the weirdest thing because Josh Jacobs was literally highlighted in my preseason. Um, this you know, this guy, why does everybody hate him? He's better than you think. People just the industry just uh or, or people on Twitter just love to hate Josh Jacobs and he's better than this. <laughs> but I ended up with like no shares. It was really weird. It was funny. So I'm I'm one of the love to hate guys. I to- uh-huh. not only do I not have him, Vlad, in 20 leagues, I told people not to take him. You know, I was like, you know, pass on him, pass on him in the fifth. You can do better. <laughs> oh, worse. That was definitely my biggest whiff of the year. Not even close. Yeah, I I, I think it would be nice to see what Zamir White has. I would, I if, I, if I knew that he was going to get a workload, I would probably play Zamir White over uh, Haskins because I, I don't really yeah. see much upside for scoring for Haskins. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of upside against the Snyder's run defense either, though. Uh, they're, they're nasty against running backs, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, might not might be a, just a good stay away all around. Uh, a couple other guys I thought were kind of interesting to talk about at the running back position. I mean, you can always there's no shortage of storylines and, and all that. But a couple other guys I wanted to talk about: uh, Carolina Detroit backs. We mentioned a little bit already with DeAndre Swift uh, versus Williams. You know, Swift is another tilting sort of player. You can see the talent. You see these these burst plays that he makes, mm-hmm. making more of them earlier this season than lately. But 
nonetheless, like I, 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 I really want to see a little bit more out of him. I want to see, see him get like 15 to 20 touches in a game. I don't think that's going to happen. And the worst part of it is, is that Justin Jackson is so frequented there on the field and, and get, you know, vulturing some touchdowns here and there and Mm -hmm. uh, to, to be a DeAndre Swift person this season and to have him, especially, I mean, you, 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 used incredible incredibly high draft capital for him i mean for me yep. i don't know how i got some of these teams in the playoffs was just kind of you know squeezing by with swift i would love to for him to have been the dominant guy that he was let's see how it affects his, his draft capital next season i mean i don't you know could he potentially fall to the third round um i don't know i think people are always going to kind of love smith for uh, swift for his upside for his talent um i don't know what the status is of jamal williams next season but that offense is just out of nowhere, just becomes so loaded. You just never yes. know where the points are going to come from. You know, four viable wideouts and studying them on raw, the sun God, uh, you know, Jameson Williams is going to come on next season. Yeah. Uh, then you had that old connection with Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds during the you know middle of the season. Even Khalif Raymond stepped up when needed. It's, it's really wild how much they have going on there. So of my, I think I have six championship teams, uh, six championship game teams, uh, only one of them was really running back heavy early on. My best teams were all like Jefferson and Tyreek Hill or Jefferson. Yeah. And then and one, I Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Debo. Another one, my primetime team went Jefferson, Hill, and then uh, Chubb at the end of the third round because the third round reversal. Mm-hmm. Only I had done a Monra in the fourth round. Oh, I, I, I don't kick myself over that one at all. Instead, I went Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, yeah. know, a lot of Kittle in there late. You know, he's been a mm-hmm. playoff god. Um, so it, you know, I just, oh, if I had had that fourth round pick anything in that, you know, in that range, missed out on Jacobs, missed out on, you know, a couple other good receivers. There was a lot of dead picks in the fourth round. I had one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on raw. I mean, I'm really curious to see what his price is going to be next year. I haven't really done like a ADP for next season uh, mm-hmm. analysis, but man, he's, he's, he's a, he's just like a PPR monster. Um, he is and, you know, the target share and everything. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I, I'm guessing. I, you know, in my mind, I think he's like second or third round now, yeah. but I, uh, we'll see. Uh, yep. But I'm definitely very interested to see where he goes. Uh, one, a couple more uh, running backs, the Carolina running backs. Um, every, one week it's, it seems like it's forming. The next week it seems it's Hubbard. Every once in a while it's both. The last mm-hmm. time they played the Bucks, it was both. Mm-hmm. Uh, both did pretty well. Big game coming up here. This yep. is a must-win game for Carolina. They played as well as they've played all year, and Sam Darnold's actually done a decent caretaker job uh, role, but this team goes by how they run. So are you big on Foreman and or Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard this week? Well, Foreman has been my, uh, he, he, he's been basically one of my flag plants since the early summer. Um, so yeah. every best ball, he was my 20, you know, 18th round pick nice. in NFFC. I was drafting him and, and thinking and it was going to be like a, if something happened to CMC for me, he would be the guy that I thought would, you know, so he's worked out for me in a lot of ways. I do have him on that primetime team. He is in my flex spot right now. Uh, I am worried about the matchup, of course, because it is sort of, you know, you got a tough run defense in Tampa. It's a, it, he's really boomer bust, right? Because yep. you're throwing Hubbard into the mix. And then if they do fall behind, um, you know, are, are they really going to run it a lot with Foreman um, into the teeth of this Tampa Bay defense? So I don't know about that. Um, so I don't know, but these are, uh, these are teams with completely different momentums. Like, like Tampa Bay has stunk all year. Like there has been no real Brady Evans connection at all. You know, Godwin coming off his injury is just the same pass. Like, you know, the middle of the field every time is the same old stuff. Oh, with this horrible. Team. That it's game horrible. Sunday night. 
I would say it's unwatchable, but I actually watched it. Um, so it was watchable, but man, it was a hate watch. Yeah, and then and then you got Carolina on the other side with that just that blow up, like unexpected. It, it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the the team itself, it's it's you know it's not fantasy friendly whatsoever. Uh, but they're getting they've been getting the job done, and I think they're going to be really ready to play. I think it's going to be a fun close game. I think most of the world uh, is going to be rooting for Carolina in this one. Um, and I may have to run him out there. I may just have to do a uh, run Devonta Foreman out there. For me, it'll be him or DJ Shark, uh, Chark in the flex. That will be my big decision. And again, thinking about Chark, it's there are so many different options. How do I know if it's Chark week or not? Uh, so yeah. we'll see. I love I love the Chark week reference. That's always one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I think it is a Chark week. By the way, um, yeah. I, I think against this this Bears secondary, I think you want that there, especially no Eddie Jackson. I think that that seems to me like a, a, a defense you want to attack. So, uh, but I love. I mean, I like Foreman more than Chark. I just find I'd, I'd be like, why not both? I'd try to find a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you're just so loaded, like your primetime team, that yeah. you have to make that tough decision. Um, my tough, my funny. I have a home league where. I started Rashad White and James Cook last week at my running back spots. Ooh. And I've been getting by with those two and Jeff Wilson for the most part as my running backs. This is another one. I guess it really was. Is there was there wasn't zero running back, but I, I picked I drafted Eli Mitchell in the fourth round. So it kind mm-hmm. of by default became or maybe fifth round. I got Mahomes. I think I got Mahomes in the fourth and Mitchell in the fifth. But regardless, you know, it was not even it was not quite zero running back, but it was pretty mm-hmm. darn close. Yeah, and it'll be funny because the conversations already come up of like, what was the ult- optimal build? What is the best way to build this year? And you can literally make an argument for every which way because you'll have examples of championship teams of that have it all the way. So right, really, at the end of the day, it's right, right, draft the right players, <laughs> draft the guys that don't get hurt and the guys that uh, break out. As Scott Pianowski and Gene McCaffrey always say, every any draft plan can work with the right players. Uh, so, and that's a, that's a perfect example of that. Uh, this broadcast is uh, brought to you by no house advantage. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fancy sports platform available today. Play in pick em contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry. If you hit all your, your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders, individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with a promo code NHAWIRE, that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined, because it's not just how you play but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. My guest is Vlad Settler from FTN Fantasy. Vlad, where, where can everybody find your work over at FTN Fantasy right now? What are you working on? Oh, it's uh, it, it, it's a lot of baseball. I, yes. I shifted focus. It's the beginning of the season. We had our, our MLB draft guide uh, just recently launched right before Christmas over at FTNFantasy.com. Still got the football the football work going um, because yep. it's important Uh you know, some DFS pieces, waivers are done. No, no more fab for now. So I have this little period of time of, of, of three months where there is no fab, which is probably good, probably good, you know, for, for the mental health. Um, but yes. uh, yeah, uh, lots of baseball prep drafts. You and I were talking a little bit about drafts beforehand, so I'm excited, but I want to finish the football season strong here and, uh, 
and uh, crush it and win some championships. Nice. Well, it's nice that you can rest your whispering, your fab whispering voice for a while there, there, because you're going to have a big, long six month stretch run coming yeah. up here. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. We got good news from Arizona that Colt McCoy, not Trace McSorley, is going to play. It's good news if you have DeAndre Hopkins, who just got shut down last week against the Bucks, had 10 targets, only one catch for four yards. Mm-hmm. This obviously bodes better for him, especially in a matchup against the Falcons, who are pretty weak in the secondary. Yes. Uh, I mean, Cole McCoy is just your uh, average Joe chalk guy, but get, gets the job done. He knows his, you know, knows where his bread is buttered. It's, it's DeAndre Hopkins. And it was really interesting watching that game, how many targets Hopkins had. I mean, I watched all those targets. For me, it was, it was crucial. So myself and my colleague, Maddie, Matthew Davis, we're in the semifinals against one another. We oh, went yes. into that game, and I had a massive lead. The only thing I had left was uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and he had Marquise Brown. So I'm like, I think it was maybe 14 points, 14 point lead. I'm like, I'm not really sweating it. Like maybe I could lose, but and every ball sent Hopkins his way, just nowhere close. He couldn't catch oh, it. Then, then Marquise Brown caught like a 47 yard catch. I'm like, oh crap! Now we're sweating. Now we're getting close. So. Uh, yeah, it was wild to see. So Colt McCoy will be very, uh, very much welcomed back uh, into uh, DeAndre Hopkins managers lives. Yeah, with like with Adams, with Hopkins, with Michael Pittman on Monday night, you could illustrate how how a bad quarterback can really sink your elite, your elite wide out there. I won a game where I had DeForest Buckner get more points than Michael Pittman. Uh, wow. and, that, and I won my game by one point in the Rotowire Stake League against Mike Doria. So uh uh, thank you. Thank you, Nick Foles, for being you and Jeff Saturday for being you. I mean, it was it was it was crazy because Pittman's a good player. You should have had a reasonable expectation of a decent uh, production. Not, you know, the Chargers aren't easy, but at the same time, they're not. You know, It's not Revis Island out there either. Fun fact about Michael Pittman. He's one of only six wideouts in the league with 90 receptions. The guy has caught 90 balls like you wouldn't think about it, really think of it. But he's been getting it done. Just he just hasn't scored touchdowns. He's basically the low man. On the totem pole, there are just two scores all season. One of them came in week one. Um, but yeah, 90, 90 catches. He can get to 100 this year. That is crazy that he's had that many catches and so few touchdowns. I mean, I that makes me want to draft him next year because that's oh, yeah. just like touchdown luck. I mean, I yes, there, there are some wide receivers that are built more for the end zone than others. You can post up more and all that. But that that strikes me as a whole lot of luck. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, if Pittman falls to the fourth round next year because of all that, then – I'm, I'm definitely, and I might even take him in the third. We'll see, but yeah. uh, we'll see when it's Derek Carr or Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield or someone other washed up veteran throwing him the ball, or if they're going to actually draft a quarterback, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think I'll probably be back in on him. Yeah. And then uh, Indy this week, I'm blanking on the, yeah, at the Giants. So maybe, maybe he, you know, kind of bolsters those numbers and grabs a couple of touchdowns before the season's over. We'll see. That would be beautiful. That'd be fine by me. Um, now that that game's over on Monday night. So uh, yeah, that that's totally fine. Uh, let's talk about a happy guy. Let's talk Jahan Dotson uh, with the commanders. He's gre- grabbing an increasing uh, percentage of the target share, making highlight real catches had one bad drop against the Niners. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I'm really impressed with this game. I really look for, I want to have shares of him next year. I have been picking him up in some leagues this year. I'll probably, I even used him in DFS last week when he was super mm-hmm. cheap on DraftKings. He was yep. like 3,900, 3,700. Yeah. That was beautiful. Made, made everything fit. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's phenomenal. He's one of those guys that just has that nose for the end zone. There are just certain wide receivers. They just know how to get open where it matters. 
Yep. And uh, that's what he's been doing all season long. I mean, three consecutive games with a touchdown. He missed like a big chunk of the season. He mixed, mixed, missed weeks five through nine. Mm-hmm. And he started off his career with three touchdowns uh, in the first two games. So uh, amazing, you know, um, especially when you're thinking about like a Michael Pittman versus him. It, it's just crazy how that how that happens in the whole touchdown luck thing. Uh, but he's a stud. I think the narrative uh, for this week is that um, Heineke has a better connection with McLaurin. And now that you have Wentz, people are like worried about Terry McLaurin and they're seeing it more as a uh, Jahan Dotson week. Um, but, but I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's random. The, these samples are so small anyways. Um, but, but I'm excited about his future as well. Um, especially for, for an undersized guy with speed and, and great hands and good nose for the end zone. Yeah. I, I think he runs really good routes in the end zone too. That's one yep. of the th- reasons why I really like him so much there. Stephon Dick- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said Ayuk esque. Yes. Yes. Ayuk too. I mean, that's the thing. I still remember the play with Purdy a couple of weeks ago where that just gobbled up the Bucks corner there. It was beautiful. I loved it. Uh, Stefan Diggs really struggling the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Any concerns? Um, no, uh, not really. I mean, it's still Stefan Diggs. He's still what the number three or number four on the season. Uh, just Allen has been, been getting it done with other people. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the Dawson Knox, two touchdown game and James Cook has been mixing in like when you have all those weapons it really just kind of just kind of hurt your elite guys but when they really need him I think like for example this uh, basically fantasy ending game on Monday yes. night against the Bengals that everyone has been waiting for since the best balls you know got started drafting right I think Diggs is going to step up I think anyone that's advanced with some stuff on Diggs is are, are, are going to be happily rewarded or so I hope as a uh one of the few Bengals fans on the West coast. I'm afraid you're right. Uh, I think he is going to, I think he'll recover. I mean, last week they were playing that crazy wind. I mean, you saw a couple of those kicks where they just went sideways. I think Niners had a game against the bears like that 10 years ago too, in soldier mm-hmm. field where it's just impossible to kick. Uh, it's fun to watch that, to watch the kickers struggle so much, but it's not fun what it does to the passing game. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I tend to think you're right. And I'm still drafting him at the end of the first round next year too. Yeah, of course he's, yeah, he's a, he's a bona fide first rounder and, and he's really likable too. I mean, like everything that we've seen over yep. the past, uh, you know, his, you know, giving to kids and stuff like that, which is, which is interesting. Cause I don't know if you remember that, uh, clip from like a couple of seasons ago when he was in Minnesota and they were in, inter- someone was interviewing everyone on the teams. Like who's the last person on the team you would want dating your sister. And everyone said, Oh, digs, digs, digs. It's really funny. Just but completely. Really? Yeah. I have to send you that clip. It's really I've never funny. seen it. Yeah, I never heard of that. That's that's yeah. pretty wild. So uh, he he seems like he's gone gone full circle there. I guess so. That's pretty cool. By uh, the way, I wanted to. I didn't want to ask you a question. Um, if if like you could magically make all of the stadiums be domed, like without having to worry about money or just like not be affected by weather, would you prefer that, or do you like the fact that you have just kind of different, you know, variants in weather, and some teams are affected and some aren't? I think it's a good, that's a really good question. Um, would I have to attend these games in the weather? Uh, no, this is just, you You know, thinking uh, selfishly for fantasy. I think I like it the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I like Viva La Difference. Um, I understand it, it, it stinks when it's your team that gets affected by that, uh, when it's your fantasy player that gets affected by that, especially. Uh, but at the same time, I think it adds a lot of character that Lambo is Lambo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo is Buffalo. Although the fact that they had to move a game away from Buffalo this year, I mean, it just speaks volumes of how yeah. nuts it's been in Buffalo this year, weather-wise. Two, not one, but two, just utterly crazy blizzards. Uh, you know, Rotowire's Tim Schuler. You know, um, he uh, 
he's a Buffalonian and he sent me a picture of his friend's house and taught, you could just see it was like, it was a total caricature of a house with all the snow around it there and how families were locked into just immediate family Christmases and all that Mm -hmm. in Buffalo. Um, Scary stuff. Uh, So, you know, yeah, don't like that, but it's weird to see two extremes this early in the winter season too. Yeah, it's wild. And I'm with you. I don't think I would change anything. I, I don't know if I'm one to talk here from, uh, you know, from, from or, or you, either of us are from our, our homes in, in Los Angeles where the weather's always nice. Like we got yeah. a little bit of rain yesterday. We're like, oh, no. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's just part of the character of the league and just something, you know, you have to deal with. You're going to have wideouts and, and bad weather in the fantasy playoffs. And just exactly part of the puzzle. Just not those fake whiteouts like they had in Minnesota this past week. But uh, anyways, uh, we gotta, we're going to tackle some of these questions and talk a little tight ends. But before we do that, quick note from our friends at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight. And with all the NFL action you're looking for, and if college football bowls are more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Here I'm here with Vlad Sedler. Uh, tight end. So you, your best primetime team has Kelsey. Somehow mm-hmm. you used that Vlad magic and got him at 27. You passed on him at 15. I thought that that's bold enough, and it is. And it still comes back to you. That's crazy. But my question to you is, what do you do with Kelsey next year? I mean, Obviously, mm-hmm. if you drafted him this year, you had a huge advantage over everybody else at the position. I mean, yeah, he's he's getting up there in age, and obviously, it's usually smart adage to to to, to get out ahead, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a year ahead before before it falls apart. Um, you know, I think we saw that baseball people finally saw that with Nelson Cruz. It looks like Father Time. Yeah, there is there up. is a time. Yeah, I don't think yep. Kelsey's there yet, though. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think he's the the, the centerpiece of that offense and Mahomes' go-to guy. I think he's uh, he's in it for another year, right? I mean, looks healthy, yeah. looks good. I mean, why not? Why why is he all of a sudden age, whatever, 34? Right. He's been extraordinarily healthy over his career too, yep. which is a super big, bad, terrible jinx. So I'll try to not say and focus on that too much. But when you know you've got such an advantage over the league, I mean, end of the first, beginning of the second, again, I think – I think that's where he was mostly going, except for your league there in that one league. But for the most part, that's where he went. I think that's justifiable again next year. Yeah, and then uh, think about the 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 uh, tight end premium, like you know, at yeah, FFPC, FFPC and all right? that. Yeah. Right, could be like a one 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 two in in some of those leagues. I could I could see it being defensible. Uh, one other tight end I want to bring up is Evan Ingram, who has really come alive with the Jaguars lately. Finally, finally fulfilling all that pro- uh, potential. You know, he'll probably get hurt again. He's dealt with injuries all of his career, yeah. dealt with drops. But if you, ha- I have him in one of my championship game leagues, and you know, he he's been a godsend. He's been huge for me at that at that spot. Never thought I'd see it. Honestly, I had written him off. He's just one of those guys, you know, like a, like a Max Kepler. Like I'm just like I'm not I'm not going there. Um, and, and that was the same thing for Ingram, but push comes to shove. You're in a tough spot on tight end, or you can't trust Hunter Henry anymore. At some point you just feel like, all right, let, let, let's give it a shot mid season, pick up Evan Ingram. And then, oh, lo and behold drops like a, whatever 30, 40 fantasy point game for you. You're like, where the heck did that come from? Just take it. You just enjoy it, you know, ride the wave. But, uh, um, yeah, he, he hopefully should finish strong. Obviously Trevor Lawrence and him have a, have a great rapport, great connection. Um, and it's funny how that, 
connection over time is it's you know it was like Christian Kirk in the red zone early on then it was a Jones for a while then him um and then you just think how awesome this team is going to be when Mr. Calvin Ridley arrives next year this is going to be a fun team for a long time to come yeah and eyes are wide open with Trevor Lawrence now too he he he's now he's seen it uh, he, he gets the game. It's a lot different now. And that's, that's a beautiful thing too. And it's fun to watch when a, a quarterback comes of age, you know, I had that experience last year with Burrow. Uh, so now it's, it's now, now it's another chance now for uh, Jaguars fans. Mm-hmm. My co-host Nick Whalen's loving every minute of it here. So it, it's cool to see that you get excited for the, your team now after you've been down in the dumps for so long too. And by the way, I asked, uh, you know, are your baseball co-host pod host scott jenstad and our good friend i did ask him before the season started there's one guy who's that one quarterback who's just going to absolutely break out that like people aren't really into he said trevor lawrence so of course he did another one for scott he's very smart um let's hit let's hit up some of these questions before we sign off here Uh, a lot of start out either or questions william asks bam knight or james cook who do you got um you can go first because I, I just need to refresh myself. Sure, of on course. The, I'm going to go James Cook on this one here. I'm not thrilled about either. I think it's a tough. I think it's tough. I think I love the matchup for Bam Knight. I don't like his current form. You know, Seattle's a great team to run against, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he had the bad ankle. He didn't look that great when he was trying to run against the Jaguars last week. Give me Cook. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game there, Buffalo Cincy, and you kind of want that end of the week, uh, you know, kind of end on a high note. And James Cook's, you know, usage has been in, increased and gets a lot of work done per carry, um, catches some passes. So it's tough, but I think because you do have, you know, the the Zonovan, the Bam Mind experience. I don't want to say it's over, but I do think you never know whether Michael Carter or uh, Ty Johnson could get mixed in. So I, exactly, I, yeah, Cook it is. Chris uh, Genova says, stumped on my flex for his championship game. Darius Slayton going against the Colts. James Cook against the Bengals. There's Cook again. Or are you are you uh, gutsy enough to go Hassan Haskins Thursday night against the Cowboys? Who do you got? I think I think I would skip on on Haskins. I think it could end up being something where he just doesn't score, but maybe just racks up a few catches. But all in all, middling. Uh, I do like Slayton the best out of the three receivers this week. Mm-hmm. It was an Isaiah Hodgins guy last week. I like Slayton this week, but this is still the defense allowing the least, uh, I think one of the least fantasy points to aff- opposing wideouts. Not a great matchup for Slayton. So by default, James Cook it is again. James Cook it is. I'll say this about Haskins. If you are a significant underdog, and you need to swing for the fences, I yeah. think he's the fence swinger uh, for yeah. what it's worth because I think the Bengals are pretty good against the run. Now they've got DJ Reader back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for the question, Chris. Henry says, full point PPR needs two running backs and a tight end. Fournette, Swift, Akers, Stevenson, McKenna, uh, McKinnon, and tight end. Uh, well, we'll do one at a time. We'll do uh, those mm-hmm. two running backs there. Fournette, Swift, Akers, Stevenson, McKinnon. Um, I think Stevenson by default I think is in no matter yep, what. I'd so agree. That's one. And then um, Fournette, man, I liked him last week. Rams get who? Rams get the Chargers. Chargers, yeah, that's the that's the play. Acres, Acres, it is. Who who would have thought playoff winner Cam Acres is something yeah. we'd be saying? But so far, it has been that case. Steven says uh, for quarterbacks, Rogers, Minshew, or Lamar. I don't think Lamar is playing, unfortunately. I don't think so either. Didn't practice again. Um, so 
uh, Rodgers for me, Aaron Rodgers, in, in a very important game against a team he's very familiar with that in, in a must-win game. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Half-point PPR, pick two, Tyler Algier, Jerick McKinnon again, Slayton and Cook. A lot of, a lot of familiar repeating names. Uh, I'll go Algier for sure. I, I think I, I really like that matchup against Arizona. I like what he's taking over. He had more carries, more even more even yeah. targets over Patterson last mm-hmm. week. So I think he's kind of the guy now. He's a really good running back. I was uh, impressed with him. I wasn't uh, too into him. I had kind of moved him down my own personal rankings and, and wasn't really going there. Um, yep. And I'm a big I'm a big Cordero Patterson fan. But uh, obviously the the, sh- the the tide is changing there a little bit. You might as well just this is a run heavy team, young guy. Um, Algier, I think for one in, in this matchup against Arizona is fantastic. Um, and then man, it's really hard not to play McKinnon these days, right? Yeah. He scored every week lately. Yeah. yeah. I, I go McKinnon too. Yep. Uh, all right. Natasha says, uh, this, you know, she has Mixon Higgins in the Buffalo D opponent has burrow. Should I swap out the Buffalo D for the Jacksonville D this week? Would you go first while I try to, try to uh, download this question in my head? Yes, you should. Uh, I have Jacksonville ahead of him. And the fact that you have Mixon and Higgins, yeah, it, it's a little plus as mm-hmm. far as that goes in terms of swapping out the Buffalo team. I just think uh, the matchup's so much better. You get you get this Houston team that's using two different quarterbacks. Yeah, it's sometimes confusing because they're do, like doing all these weird run plays with two quarterbacks on the field and all that. But nonetheless, I, I like the Jacksonville matchup a lot better. What's going on here, Houston? Um, yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Jacksonville against Houston, done deal. Um, got uh, Romeo says Juju or Cooks this week. Um, I think I think Brandon Cooks gets in the end zone again. I think just like good like game script where they're going to have to be throwing a lot in the second half and just trying to catch up. So I think I prefer mm-hmm. that. Too many weapons on on Kansas City. And we'll close out last one, Henry. Uh, t- uh, tight end question: Hi, uh, Taylor Higby. Seems to find a connection with uh with, with Baker Mayfield or Pat Fryermuth. Uh Steelers get the Ravens. Fryermuth has been a target monster. And then Higby has just been on his tear. He scored no touchdowns, I think, until two weeks ago. Now he's got three Correct. in the last two games. That's right. Can we really have a repeat of it? Like all the scoring being Akers and Higby again? Could they just be on a roll? I don't know. I'm 50-50 on this one. Yeah, I don't. And will there be a whole lot of scoring? I, I mean, it's weird because the Chargers, they've clinched a playoff spot, but they could climb up to fifth. I mean, the Ravens, they're not guaranteed to win, you know, Sunday night against the Steelers and they get the Bengals next week on the road. So they could jump. They could leapfrog uh, the, the Ravens. That wouldn't be so bad. And and by the way, Fairmouth has been not getting into the end zone. He's just got one touch this year. So if you Very believe in weird. a little bit of uh, uh, regression, positively then uh, then firm is probably the play yeah I, i've got uh higby at nine and firemuth at 10 just so yeah, for what it's worth uh, there what so the yeah exactly thanks for everybody for all the questions uh vlad thank you good luck in all your your championship games good luck in uh you know prime time i hope we finish one two or at least like three four I, if nelson and list uh, top us fine okay i'll go yeah. i'll settle for fourth but yeah. Uh, but it's, it's been fun to catch up and I can't wait to do a lot of baseball content with you of, of during the spring and yep. the summer. I'm looking really, really looking forward to another good season. Thank you so much Jeff, for having me. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's finish big week 17. Let's go. All right. All right let's do it. Vlad Sether, everybody follow him on Twitter at Roto gut, read his work over at FTN fantasy. 
This is Jeff Erickson. Thanks again for listening to us. we got Mario and John tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.